0: Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Maxwell Construction, who has been our sponsor since the very beginning. For over 30 years, Maxwell has delivered the highest quality projects by holding to their core values of customer satisfaction, positive attitude, respect, and excellence. So if you have any kind of commercial construction need, give Maxwell Construction a call today at 812-537-2200. Uh, hi. Welcome to Rock Solid Radio. I'm Linda Hutchinson, the Executive Director of Rock Solid Families, and we are here today with two special guests. Well-
1: I'm not your guest. Well, uh,
0: okay. One special guest and one regular host.
1: One plain old dude. No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the love of my life for 34 plus years. Yes. I just had an anniversary. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. 34. Yeah. He's been stuck with me for 34 well, years. It
1: works both ways. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, how you doing, huh?
0: Good, good, good.
1: We are excited about our guest today. Yes. All right. Yeah. Because uh, one of the things we were talking about actually just before we hit the record button mm-hmm. was about being real mm-hmm. and how it's important when we do shows or tell our story that we're not fake, we're not mm-hmm. made up, and we stutter and we mix up words and those sort of things happen. And, you know, we're not plastic. So, yeah. um, I think tonight, you're getting real today. Well, we've got a real we've got a real story, and so looking forward to um, getting Mm. into that. So, yeah, we're going to do that. But before we do that, let's get all the the busy stuff out. So, I want to thank. Uh, Maxwell Construction and Casey's Outdoor Solutions for coming alongside Rock Solid Radio and being sponsors for what we do and giving us the opportunity to have these kind of conversations and continue to preach uh, the value of family and marriage. So we want to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions and Maxwell Construction. Got a couple of announcements here that we want to probably make sure we get to. Mm -hmm. And I was looking through the other day. Do you know how many shows we have now?
0: Um, I think it's hundred and forty something.
1: We have over a hundred and forty. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're good. You're good. We have over a hundred and forty rock solid radio shows, and yeah. we have about a hundred and about one hundred and mm-hmm. two um, strong dad shows. Yeah. And the point with that is we've got a heck of a library, and so mm-hmm. jump on our website. Um, those are all kinds of topics so you know you'll get into one of those maybe it's about divorce maybe it's about parenting kids Mm -hmm. maybe it's about adventure and stuff like that
0: yeah
1: go find those things we actually use them to us as like homework homework
0: deb you probably have had some homework shows before. (laughs) Before you
1: come back to class, you have to. But you know,
0: last week on our show on Guilty Parenting really hit home with some parents. And if you have not watched last week's show, I really encourage you to. It really struck a nerve for some. I actually had one mom. Um, message me and tell me, oh my gosh, that that is so me, and that I do things out of trying to be the cool mom or have you know to be the fun mom. And she said in this text, I've created a teenage monster, mm-hmm. and and I told her I said it's never too late. But they're not going to like it if you start to make changes. And she said, I know we've already started to try and she is not liking it. Her teenager is not liking it. So I really encourage you to go back and check out Guilty parents. Yeah.
1: And as soon as your kids start to give you a little pushback, <laughs> especially yeah. if you've waited till later, even 11, 12, 13, 15 years old, and you start to push back. Um, it's going to be challenging. Mm. But with that being said, we we talk about hitting reset buttons frequently on our show. And, yep. you, you know, sometimes that's when you look at your kids and say, you know, what I've been doing mm. is not good. And so I'm telling you up front, I'm not going to surprise you. I'm mm-hmm. telling you up front that from now on, um, this is how we're going to roll in the house. Yep. And, and that just helps them understand why you've lost your mind,
0: yeah. <laughs> why you're doing gonna, things differently. We're going to be making changes. And, yeah. you know, that leads me, hon, to our guest today because um, she is one of our clients. Um, I've asked her permission to share that part of it because that is something we hold in important confidence. But a um, friend of mine, client of ours, Debbie Baker, is here with us. And I just want to thank you, Debbie, for being here today. And uh, we got the box of Kleenexes. We're good. And if we yeah. need to, but... Deb, before we start, um, I've told you this before um, in some of our sessions, that in all my years of working with individuals and couples and families, um, I honestly have never had someone like you. Isn't that great to know? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure how,
1: Deb, you should take <laughs> and, that. And honestly, I know. Either. some of the
0: most difficult and unique challenges and tragedies that Debbie's experienced, I think I've called you an anomaly before. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way, you just don't fit in any kind of coaching or counseling box. And so that is why really I felt like, you know, God is using your story and I have done, seen God do some mighty things already. And I know he's not done yet. Um, so my prayer today is in this story that Debbie's going to share that somebody will be inspired because you have truly been an inspiration to me. And I know that your story has already helped a lot of people and it's going to continue to help a lot of people. So that's why you're here. So thank you. Thank you thank for you. being here. So, um, so our hope, our show today is finding hope in the grief. But before we do that, I think we got to go back a little bit, Deb, and kind of share with our audience you know, some things first. And we've, te- we've teased about this before. Like, this could be a mini series, right?
2: Yes, ma'am. You know,
0: this could be an eight-week part series, but we're going to kind of do the Reader's Digest first in today. And so um, I think it is powerful and moving still. Um, so my question for you, Deb, because we've been doing a lot of the talking here. Uh, first, share with our audience, who is Debbie Baker? It's it going to be like a... Who is Debbie Baker? It's a game show here. (laughs) There you go. Come on down.
2: Come on down. Um, Who am I? Yeah. Um, I'm 57 years old. I've lived in southeastern Indiana since I was 11. I'm the first wave of Buckeyes to come. You're one of those transplants. Yeah, I'm a transplant. I am too. (laughs) There you go. About the same age. Join the parade. And um, let's see. I run a day in-home daycare. I have a cleaning business also. I've raised two children. I'm a Bubba, not a grandma. I have mm-hmm. a grandson. I'm a Bubba.
0: A Bubba? I'm a Ooh. Bubba. I'm a I'm a mammal, he's a papal. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're a which what are yeah. you? Bubba. Bubba. Okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds like kind of a guyish mm-hmm. name. I know.
1: I would not call you a Bubba without <laughs> permission because I think I could get knocked down real fast.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm just lead kind of a boring Cause, life. Cause you're Debbie Baker. Cause I'm I, Debbie I th- Baker. I think Aunt
0: Deb to a lot. Aunt Deb, yeah, to a lot of adopted mm-hmm. kiddos and mm-hmm. families that you've. How many? How long have you done in-home daycare? Sixteen years. No wow. One. Wow. No. And you average
2: um, anywhere from nine to fifteen kids a day, depending on who.
0: People. She, she runs a ship, man. She she's got it down and. Uh, that alone just mesmerizes me and how you do that but so you're a local girl and so our stories today that you're gonna be sharing really hit home to a lot of people who are gonna be listening Mm -hmm. and watching and so we want to respect other people's privacy and other people's pain so Mm -hmm. we're really gonna be careful with that but our hope our goal is to bring hope to the hopeless to try shine some light into the darkness and so um, you know you've had some dark days Debbie Yes, so ma'am. Um, why, why don't you tell us about Ken first? Okay. Ken is my husband. We were together 22
2: and a half years when I lost him. I, um, we thought it was just going to be another routine going to the hospital, spending a day or two getting antibiotics. And, um, that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. I took him to the hospital thinking he was just dehydrated um because i had been sick that weekend and that's what i thought he had he had some it, leg pain or something uh-huh. didn't he yes and um i put him in on tuesday and they amputated his leg on thursday mm. they mm. he had um, the flesh eating mm. bacteria oh, yeah, the bacteria mm. yeah. yeah and um, there was a couple other infections inside his body and he went into renal failure And by 5.15 on Friday afternoon, I had lost him. Mm. He was 16
0: days shy of his 55th birthday. Wow. So this has been how many years ago, Dub? Three and a half. Three and a half years ago. And so (laughs) he's dealing with leg pain earlier in the week. He goes in for what you think is routine. And by the end of the week, he's gone. Yes. So here you are grieving the sudden loss of the love of your life. Mm Mm-hmm. And that alone would put people into darkness and um, dealing with that. And I know that you struggled with the guilt of not being there when yes. he passed.
2: He sent you home, didn't he? He had sent me home. The guilt that I felt was he, they tried to contact me mm. before they intubated him. Mm. He mm. wanted to talk to me, mm. and I didn't have the phone in my bedroom mm. at the time. Mm.
0: So sure. that, that's been a hard um, part of the grief for you mm-hmm. is really the what ifs. Yeah. What if I had my phone? What if I had not left the hospital? And
1: and not being able to say goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Even if you knew something bad was going to happen. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, you know, if you're listening out there and you've lost someone you love suddenly or not even suddenly, maybe they have had a debilitating illness or uh, cancer and, and you slowly saw them deteriorate. You know, we know that that is... That is dark, and that is heavy, and um, alone that that could have been your story hmm. but unfortunately, that's not the end of your story. That was just the beginning of some heavy pain that you've gone through so um, and I asked your permission for this because this is a hard one tell us tell us about the tragedy that struck um, and the accident that occurred November. 16th 2019
2: I was traveling to meet my sister-in-law and brother-in-law for lunch and I was picking up my daughter and my grandson when I was traveling down Indiana 1 a young man a 15 year old boy ran out in front of my car and I couldn't stop
0: and um it was a fatality. Hmm. Horrible accident we remember actually when that yeah. happened mm-hmm. right down the road from us and yeah, I know that that's been a really hard one for you. Yes it has. Um, it happened in front of his
2: house and his mother was there and the little boy was still conscious mm-hmm. and she got to talk with him and mm-hmm. she also talked to me mm-hmm. What did and she say? She told me it wasn't my fault. Mm. Oh that it wasn't my fault.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Ooh. And so you know, um, Deb, I know that that's been haunting for you. And part of, as we've met and talked, you know, I, I saw a woman who struggled to accept the forgiveness of that mother. Who looked at you and she's not just said that once, by the way. She's said that several times, hasn't she? Yes, she has. You even went to the funeral.
2: I went to the memorial. Memorial.
0: Yes. Memorial. And she made a point to come to you. Yes. And and what's been the hardest part about that
2: for you, Deb? The pain that I've caused her of losing her only child. Mm.
0: Because I'm a mom. So I know. Yeah. So that's been since when November two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. So even in the midst of this intense tragedy, you found love and forgiveness. Yes, I did. <laughs> from from the child's family, from your family and friends. I mean, you kind of had the hardest part of just forgiving yourself. Yep. And and believing that you know God still loves you and God still has a plan for all of this, even even in the pain. And so. You know, hindsight looking back, Deb, as you and I have processed this, God was preparing you. God has been preparing you um, this tragedy for the next tragedy. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, this is where the anomaly comes in. Like, girl, I don't, I don't have words to even understand how this has been one hit after another for you. So tell us, tell us about your little guy. Um, One of my little guys in
2: daycare, his name was Chase. And how do you Mm. describe Chase? (laughs) Chase is like the Tasmanian devil into a Running free. He was a little small guy, Mm. but he had such an impact, Mm. such an impact. And um, I received a knock on my door. He was my neighbor. He was also in my daycare. Mm. I received a knock on my door. And it was my neighbor, next-door neighbor, telling me that Chase had fallen in the pool Mm. and they were performing CPR on him, and I just took off running. Mm. And I got there. Mom had everything under control. Dad was in agony. Mm. Um, Their daughter was inside, and the best thing I could do was just to take Kenzie Mm grab her and grab her and take her back to my house. Yeah. So they could. And yeah.
0: And, you know, I think back on that, Deb, and, you know, the pain that that whole family has gone through that that's been over a year now, but God almost like in the midst of your grief and pain was able to love on and minister to another family that was experiencing because, you know, that family had a lot of what ifs. <laughs> yes. What if I had been outside? What if I hadn't sent them over to grandma's? What if, you know, what if I taught him how to swim better? Like all of those things that, man, and he was, from what I'm hearing, he was, a, he was just a ball of fire. He was. And um, Chase, little guy, was, was uh, you know, a beautiful little angel on this earth. But that's kind of where you came in to me months after that. It was kind of like... You know, th- three's a charm here. I mean, it's like three strikes are out. I don't know how you look at it, but like it felt like it was one after the other that you've experienced pain. And so we really try to start to process that. And, um, you know, you were coming up on some anniversaries, I know, and the grief was really heavy. Describe a little bit about what, you br- what brought you into Rock Solid Families. What, what made you finally say, I got to talk to somebody?
2: I couldn't handle it anymore. Mm. The thoughts I was having were scaring me. Mm. And I knew I needed, I tried to process things myself. Mm. And I wasn't doing a very good job.
1: Yeah, that because I was not in on your counseling or anything like that. This was between you and Linda working. But I do have Mm. a question just as a bystander. Uh, what was your level of relationship with Christ, your level of God or, or faith or religion? Did you have a background in any of that? Was that
2: yes, where I've were al- you at with that? I've always been a believer. My mm-hmm. mom used to take us to church. I went to church with my friends when I was in high school. Um, I had gotten away from it a little bit. I hadn't really gone to church after Ken passed, mm-hmm. dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, I needed something, mm-hmm. but he never stopped pursuing you. No, and oh no, and, <laughs> and that's what we're really here
0: to talk about is yeah. that you know, I want to push pause here for a second and really talk about to our audience and hear right now that you know, Debbie's story is heavy, <laughs> and like I said, I, I've not experienced anything like the tragedies that you have experienced, and it is beyond something that you can bear alone. And that's what we're here to talk about is that grief sometimes feels so heavy and it does feel overwhelming. But you there was a wise counselor that I used to get some training with that once said, being buried and being planted feel the same. And so while you felt weighed down by this grief, God was doing something with the seeds that you had planted or the family your parents had planted years and years ago, decades Mm -hmm. ago. And they were starting to bear fruit. And that's what we want to really focus on today is how grief, how you can find hope in the midst of grief. And so, you know, if you're listening to the show and you're feeling overwhelmed, whatever you focus on is going to get bigger. Okay. If you focus on your pride and that, you know, I got this and, you know, God's going to say, this is too much for you alone. He's going to get your attention. He... I always say you either drop to your knees or he's going to knock you to your knees. And so I would rather personally go to my knees. It's a lot less painful. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) To do it on your own. And so, you know, I, I appreciate your willingness to say, I need help. I need help. And I remember that phone call. I remember you laying all that out. In our initial conversation, <laughs> and in a little email, you like went, one, two, three. And I was like, holy cow, I don't, I don't have words for that. I went back and I looked at that email. You have to go back and check that out, what you just dropped that bomb on me. And it's like, drop the mic kind of thing. And it was a lot. And so. C-
1: can I maybe just interject something here? Just yeah. So I want our, our viewers and listeners here to be very clear because I, I, this could get fuzzy. God doesn't cause the death of those people so that you will benefit and grow. And so please do not mishear anything here. That's not what we're saying at all. God allows free will and choice, but he also gives us the resource to get through when tragedy happens, because when we have free will and choice, tragedies do happen, and that's yeah. the fallen world that we live in. And so I just wanna be very clear yeah, thank you, huh? that, that we wouldn't be saying stuff like, God's no. preparing no. you through the death of no. these people. No. no, He's you have an opportunity to right. make a choice To tap into him to get through these difficulties. Okay. And, you know, so just want to be careful there because God does not kill somebody, kill someone so that you will grow and become a more faithful person.
0: No. No. He takes our pain, He takes the darkness, He takes the ugly. I mean, the Bible says that He makes beauty out of ashes. The ashes have already occurred Mm -hmm. and so it's really surrendering our way and our plan like you had a plan of you and ken retiring and doing life together and you were going to stop babysitting maybe someday i don't know and and go off and ride into the sunset and and you know it's hard to think that that plan is no longer and surrendering our way and our plan for his um, but he does a much better job of it if we turn over the reins to him um And focusing instead of on our pain, like we said, if we just sit there and wallow in our pain, then we're never going to get through it. We're going to get stuck in it. And so focusing instead on the healer instead of just the healing is really important.
1: You know, um, Deb, by the measurement of the world Mm. standards, you have every reason Mm. to be depressed, angry, mad which I'm sure at certain times you've been all of those <laughs> things, okay? But why, mm. what motivated you to not be stuck there? Mm. You're 57 years old. Yeah. Why, you know, why not say, you know what, this I guess, what life is, and it's miserable, and I'm going to just in wallow, in in. wallow in it. Wallow in it. What motivated you to say, this is not question. how I'm going to get
2: stuck? Mm. He did it. I was... Pushed. There was a catalyst, as I told her in our mm-hmm. sessions that November, coming up on the anniversary of Joshua. I was pushed. I had her card mm. for months, mm. months. Mm. I just set it up on the shelf. I went about my day almost to the point of I'm, I overdo things. I work a lot. <laughs> that was how I was dealing with mm-hmm. things. Yeah. You don't think about it. It's You don't talk about it. It's not there, but it's mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And he pushed me, saying, you're not existing anymore. Mm-hmm. There's more to you. There's yeah. more to life. You're going to have to. We're, we're pushing you. So I'm you pushing you, you felt that prompt. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Wow. Yes.
0: And this show's a hard one because everyone's situation is different. I mean, your story is so unique deb and and so but people are going to be like well you don't know my story and the cycle of grief is so erratic there's no linear motion to it there's no predictability mm-hmm. of it and so you you've the, all of it the anger the denial the the grief the all of that is cycle that we can't really predict but i love the verse hun could you read the verse out of 1st Thessalonians 4 because i believe yeah. that this is why we're called to speak about grief and to really do a show like today. Yeah,
1: and please listen to this because this is where uh, you'll see Christians um, pull through these challenging times and they'll have a different resource that maybe others don't. It says, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death mm. so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Mm. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Mm -hmm. And so everybody has the opportunity to grieve. So this is kind of like, uh, you know, both houses, you know, the one built on sand and the one built on a solid foundation, both of them are going to get hit by storms. Storms, And so whether it's Deb or Linda or myself or you watching, storms are going to come. Yeah. That that's the free will. That's the fallen yeah. nature of man. And but hope mm. gives us the fight to go another day, and yeah. to, and to turn it into something valuable. Like mm-hmm. okay, so um, I don't want these passings and these tragedies to mm, and, and, and nothingness yeah into yeah. and, and wastedness like so mm. what is the fire that will come from this yeah. what is the yeah. new thing and so yeah. th- that when, when somebody says you know i don't understand this whole christian thing that mm. right there it's the hope right. that you get that christ can use right. this for something bigger
0: and by the way we're not just talking about death you know you could be grieving the loss of a friendship You could be grieving the loss of a job or career, maybe because of a a tragic accident that left you paralyzed or let you disabled. You could be grieving the loss of dreams that you once had because of divorce or things like that. And so everybody grieves differently. And so this show can apply to you. Like I said, Debbie, not many people have experienced the grief that you have, but you truly have been an inspiration to me because we haven't even gotten to the best part of your story. Okay, and what I love most about the story is that, Debbie, you took your brokenness, all that pain, all that sadness, all that grief, and you laid it down at the foot of the cross. You surrendered it and turned it over to the one who can carry it. It wasn't gonna be me. I told you, I don't have a secret formula. I'm not that good, (laughs) you know, but He is. And that's where I feel like you have really shown me that that's where we take our burdens and let him carry our cross. So, you know, you have been an inspiration and I I pray that those that are listening, they don't grieve as if they have no hope. You know, that there is hope, even in the midst of our grief.
1: Deb, I have a question for you. Um, I don't even want to compare any grief or tragedy that I've had to Mm -hmm. especially the scenario of things that you had. But I I, uh, went through a medical condition many years ago and I remember being in the middle of that, uh, a year deep into it going, I wonder if my life will ever be normal. I wonder if I'll ever like mm-hmm. have fun and have energy and be who I used to be. Mm-hmm. In other words, will I ever have that joy back? And uh, and thankfully, yes, you know, I, I did experience it. But um, did you ever have that thought like, am I ever gonna laugh again? Am I mm-hmm. ever gonna smile again? Am yeah. I ever gonna have joy again?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I did, a mm. lot. Like yeah. I said, I was, I was in it. I was informed we have valleys mm. and peaks. Mm-hmm. And given time, my mantra is let go and let God. Mm. Can
0: you say that again? Because that's, that's like a phrase you tell me every week we meet. <laughs> let go and let God. Let go, mm. let God. Yes. Quote that from Debbie Baker. <laughs> that's
2: right. And when I started to do that, mm. my valleys aren't so deep. And my peaks are longer. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, and yeah. this is a process. This isn't, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is, I'm not going to wake up one day and be who I was three years ago. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah. So. so the, um, so the healing mm-hmm. is, is still happening. Mm-hmm. And so we would never mm-hmm. want anybody to think that, well, you just say Bride. you believe in Jesus yeah. and, and all of a sudden you're fixed. Mm-hmm. There's still a, a healing process, but mm-hmm. in that healing you know how has your focus on what you do on a regular daily basis how has it changed in the past three Mm, years like where your thoughts go nowadays versus Mm. prior what's different
2: oh um i start every morning i set my alarm early and i start every morning with prayer Mm. that i didn't before Mm -hmm. and it's thanksgiving Mm -hmm. prayers I'm thankful for my aches and pains that I have because that means you're still he, alive. You're yeah, still I'm weird. still alive. Mm. I have the abilities to do my cleaning job.
0: Mm.
2: I have the abilities to get up and be with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I turn to prayer a lot now, mm. all through the day, yeah. that I didn't I didn't before.
0: Yeah.
1: How do you handle—I'm sorry, how i I'm going off no, your script a little bit, but there's good. some things that come to mind. How do you handle, like you said at the beginning of your story your thoughts about the people that have been in you or with you in this hurt like uh, Joshua's mom Mm -hmm. like Chase's parents and family like how do you handle when you think about them because to me that would be also a difficult part like it's one thing to get you healthy but you also are connected to Mm -hmm. seeing the tragedy in their lives and you Mm -hmm. can't just separate yourself from that like because you were part of
2: that their lives because i've experienced loss and just so you all know this is just the three
0: yeah we, we could have been on here all day
2: yes right? yeah yeah there's a whole lot more yeah. um i'm able i was blindsided yeah i wasn't going to be 53 and be a widow mm-hmm. i wasn't going to go through what i did and i didn't know how to handle things nobody you're almost It's almost like a stigma. I mean, everybody's life goes back to normal. Mm. Once the funeral's over, everybody goes back to normal and yours doesn't. And I've had a lot of strong people help me, but they still don't know what to do Mm -hmm. with me Mm -hmm. and how to handle things. And um, one of the things I hear all the time is, I'm so strong, Mm. not necessarily. I just have to do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. I'm here. There's a purpose for me being here. I have helped. I have had a really good friend a year after my husband passed. Her husband passed suddenly mm-hmm. also. And to be able to help her mm-hmm. go through the steps mm-hmm. and let her know you're not crazy because she mm-hmm. would call me all the mm-hmm. time with that. And, that you know, to be able to help them. Yeah. Um, Chase's parents, I talk with them.
0: Mm-hmm
2: and tell them, you know. And they're willing is, to talk about Yes, you. yes, yeah. they are. Yeah. And, you know, this is a process. Mm-hmm. This doesn't go away. You don't wake up one mm-hmm. day. And it's gone. Yeah. Everything's back to normal. Right. I'm mm-hmm. Debbie, you yeah. know, from 10 years ago. I yeah. No, it doesn't go away. It's just there. And the crazy part with a lot of this is like with my husband. I'm thankful that he died when he did. Mm because if he had been around for mm. the COVID, covid he wouldn't have survived mm. and i wouldn't have been there with him mm. yeah being apart from that yeah, yeah. yeah. so there's you know i i try to find positive mm. mm-hmm. in yep. things yeah yeah and try to focus on that yep then the pain and the anger mm-hmm. because that just that eats away at you yeah mm-hmm and you're stagnant, right. you are stuck.
0: And that's how God you're works. You're buried, not planted.
2: Exactly. Right. And He
0: works from the healing on the inside out. And He wants to take every tear that you've shed, every painful part of your life and your story, and He wants to redeem it for His good. He didn't cause it, Right. He wants to right. redeem it. And so that's what we want to be about. We want to be the hope that there is a better tomorrow. Is life going to be the same that it was 10 years ago? No. But I believe that God can bring some beauty through those ashes and he could heal that pain from the inside out. So, you know, as we kind of wrap up, Deb, I just wanna thank you. I wanna thank you first and foremost for being willing to share your story. Cause I know that there has been a lot of tears shed and we've had some laughs and we've cried together and you know, it's still hard to relive some of that pain. But I knew there would be a day when you would be strong enough to share your story because there are is somebody out there who maybe just one part of your story like you said there's a whole mini series but you know that we are called to be his hands and feet and so you have surrendered your life to him and by the way the ripple effect that has happened through the deaths just of chase alone and what I've seen God do in in the family and friends of him and his family like It's breathtaking of just it takes my breath away of what he is, what he that three year old little Tasmanian devil has done in the lives of other people and not just his life, but his death Mm -hmm. through his death has brought life and people surrendering their life to his. And so that has been a beautiful picture of the gospel. And so I just want to thank you um, because I I do love your phrase, let go and let God, because that's what's going to bring us hope, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's our challenge this week. If you're dealing with a sudden or tragic loss like Debbie or, you know, something seems pretty minuscule compared to that, but it's still getting you down, you know, let's trust in God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding because we can't figure this out. There is no explanation to this and we may never see an explanation or understand the tragedies and the grief this side of heaven, but in all our ways, we're called to acknowledge him and that he will make our path straight. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and I trust in that. I'm going to trust in that, and I hope you will too. Yeah, so.
1: Deb, I would just like to thank you too. I mean, I just— uh have a lot of respect for your courage and strength, but I know it's just through a humble heart. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not, this is not a story about trying to get shock and awe by a crazy amount of stories. Mm-mm. This is one of, like you said, hun, of, of redemption, mm-hmm. of, of faith and, and just uh, the surrender. Mm-hmm. And the idea that I think it's so cool that you have a relationship with the people that have experienced tragedy with you Mm -hmm. because I could see a lot of brokenness and rejection that could come from that if people did not feel the need to pull Christ in. And the one thing that you all have in common besides tragedy Mm -hmm. now is Christ. Mm -hmm. All of these people that you've talked about.
0: Mm -hmm. And And not... And not every, sorry, I'm interrupt, but not everybody is where you are, right? There is yeah. some complicated grief going on and some yeah. people who haven't reconciled with Christ or with you. And, and so we want to acknowledge that that this is a cycle of grief that, that does get messy and there is a lot of hurt and a lot of brokenness. Mm-hmm. But we are telling you that hope is found in Christ, mm-hmm. that there is healing that's possible, that there is joy in the morning, those are promises of Him. And that's what we're going to trust in, and that's what you have turned to, and I, I love that. That's the that's my favorite part of the story, is is seeing you surrender your life for His. And so I I just love you, and I'm so excited to see what God's going to do through your story. Yep. Me you. too. Thank you. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Get ready. Next Hold chapter. on tight. <laughs> Next chapter. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. Well, we are going to wrap it up, and so we do want to thank uh, the people who come alongside of us. We want to thank uh, Casey's Outdoor Solutions and Maxwell Construction mm-hmm. for helping us provide a platform to be able to share real stories yeah, like this. Nothing stories. nothing phony or fake about this. Mm-hmm. This is real, and it's not easy, uh, but it, it does give us hope. So we want to thank those. We also want to just thank... All of our listeners out there uh, and viewers, please, if you like what you hear, share these shows. I mean, there I promise you there's somebody in mm-hmm. your world that's gone through grief or going through grief yeah. that just needs to hear, like, how am I going to get through this? And this mm-hmm. is a perfect show to be sharing with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. share the shows, um, pass that along, and just help us out with these types of messages. Mm-hmm. So, Hun, yeah. um, you want to yeah. sign us out?
0: Again, thanks, Debbie. I love you, and I'm so proud of you. And you did it! <laughs> Yeah, thanks again for listening to Rock Solid Radio, building a stronger community, one family at a time. Make it a great day.
1: Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions. Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. They offer a wide selection of high-quality plants, landscaping materials, and home decor. They do amazing high-quality work and can help you transform your indoor and outdoor living spaces into something beautiful. So stop by Casey's Outdoor Solutions today and let them know you appreciate their support for Rock Solid Radio. Visit Casey's today at 21481 Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana.